Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. So we give you thanks, Lord, that you have chosen to reveal these things to those that are of a contrite heart and walk in humility and hunger and thirst for you. As a deer pants for living water, Lord, so my soul thirsts for you, the living God. And you have chosen to reveal yourself to those that desire more of you. And to those that are walking in self-sufficiency and they have figured it out on their own, Lord, you hide yourself from wise men in this world. So today we pray, Lord, that we can see those mysteries that you have for these last days. We might understand. We might press into them. For the God of this age has hidden them that they might not see, that they might not hunger for you, Father, for it was clearly taught in the parables that a man who finds your kingdom would sell everything he has and purchase that pearl of a great price. And our indifference to respond wholly and significantly and deeply and fervently and passionately to you is that we might not have seen what you want us to see. We've not heard what you want us to hear. We have not connected with your awesome and beautiful presence that draws us with cords of love. We give you thanks that he who has been much forgiven loves much. That he who serves shall be the greatest. That he who loves you with all their heart and loves their brother as themselves has passed from darkness to light. So reveal your purposes and your word through your spirit, O God, and impart into us the life that is abundant. We know, Father God, the things that you have prepared for those who love you and have them come to pass, Lord, that we not fall short of the glory of God through our selfishness and our sin and our indifference and apathy. Reveal them to us tonight through your spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Even when we hear the word mystery, I don't know how you feel. We have immediate reactions. I wonder what's so mysterious. What is being kept in the dark? What needs to be, I mean, if somebody comes in with their hand in their pocket and it's like, I have something, and you're like, what, what are you bringing? And so anything that's kept in the hidden places starts to provoke our inquisitive juices. I wonder what it is. I wonder what he's up to. Curiosity takes over. It is the inborn nature of human beings. If they were to wipe out mystery series on TV, nobody would watch. Miami CSI, Miami Vice, X-Files. They want to be in there because they, they want to see the end of the matter as it develops. And they're always trying to guess which way it's going. I remember growing up watching Barnaby Jones and Mission Impossible. These uh, clearly tell my age. The cowboy westerns always had a mystery developing in their plot. The series Lost kept everybody watching week to week, trying to find out what was going to happen. And everybody was glued to their television. Man has always been moved by discovery. We watch the Discovery Channel. How many say amen? 
Want to see how things develop, see where they come from, how they work. Why is it that we always want to move beyond our natural limitations? Why does that strike a chord in our heart? Some of us will even go and dabble into witchcraft and fortune telling and the psychic network is able to accumulate $19 billion a year, people calling in because they want to know the mysteries that lie ahead. We're not to go into that realm and we're to be careful because the devil will tempt us like he tempted Eve when he says, if you disobey God, if you rebel, if you walk in your own strength and your own self-sufficiency, then your eyes will be opened. Mystery caused man to go off the deep end. If you, if you do your own thing, you're going to find out what lies in darkness, what is not revealed yet. And so there's a great desire for us to know. And the realm of the unknown strikes us as curious to pursue. As we, as a young children, we loved riddles. We loved puzzles. Trying to uncover and find out and know beyond our human tradition. Mystery writers are paid much money nowadays writing for these television programs. Uh, top 10 mystery uh, series of all time, The Twilight Zone, Sherlock Holmes. All these things pursued by the will of men who want to know that which lies in darkness. Harry Potter has pulled our generation Mystery novels that are written create millionaires as people begin to buy bestsellers. But the greatest of all mystery writers and things kept in the realm of the unknown is God himself. The Bible contains the greatest mysteries of life. The greatest of God's purposes and plans. And that's one of the things that struck me as curious to pursue God. And my question since day one is, God, why did you create me? It's a mystery. What am I on the earth for? A mystery. It's unknown. It's unrevealed. I'm sure it is amazing to be able to realize the plans of God for my life. To be able to see what he wrote before I was born in his book. And God begins from beginning to end to weave threads of purposes and circumstances and dropping clues that we're to pursue to fulfill his purpose. That which is unknown, that which is unseen. That's what I, saw, I heard the first day I, I walked into church in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, where it says, It is written, God has not revealed these things, and eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard, nor have they entered into the imagination of man's heart. These things are hidden from the sight, hearing, and even thought. The things that God has prepared. Say with me, God has prepared. They're already there. And they're for those who love Him. They're to be pursued by those who love Him. They're to be lived out by those who love them. You know, the opposite of love is selfishness. So if you're following your selfish pursuit, you will never come to know the mystery of God. It will be hidden from your eyes for always. And there's no sadder condition that you would be upon the earth and not know why you're here. And so a lot of us do what we do 
when we're watching TV or we're watching a movie. I don't know if you like to watch movies and TVs with people that says, oh, you're going to see somebody's going to come out of his door and it's just going to kill him. Oh, you're going to see now he's the one that killed her or she's the one that killed him. And they want to tell the story but before it even happens. How many are like that? You guys want to know before it happens what's going to take place. If only God would tell me what's going to happen next. If only, I, I'm going to guess, I know, I'm to marry him. I'm marrying him. And then you run ahead missing out with God's plan, with his purpose. You run ahead, and I don't know about you, I've tried to tell the future. I've tried to uh, say who was the culprit. Uh, the, one of the favorite toys that I would always get in my adolescent years was Clue. Who killed Colonel Mustard with a lampstand in the library? Never get it right because it was too fast. I wanted to guess too fast. I said, like, open the envelope. I want to know. And it was never the right answer. And that's how we do with God many times. And Proverbs 18, verse 13 says, He who answers a matter before he knows it, it's both a foolish thing to do and a shameful thing to do. If you run ahead in life, if you're trying to figure out things before time, if you're one of those people that are acting foolishly, if you're one of those people that, that do not know how to wait, that's the first thing my mom told me when I got saved. She goes, let me tell you something. A good Christian, you can tell because he knows how to wait. I was like, well, I'm not a good Christian then. I had just become a Christian, but it's the first thing she spoke into my life. You can always tell a man of God because he's patient. A woman of God, because she knows how to wait upon God. She knows in whom she's trusted. But Proverbs 18, 13 says, He who answers a matter before he hears it, it's for folly and a shame to him. God desires to reveal his purposes. He desires for us to grow closer. He desires to uncover his plan. The whole prophetic word in the Bible is, is a rendition. Listen to me. Some people freak out because sometimes that's it. This is 30 years into it. I know what's happening next because God begins to reveal his purposes. God begins to show you his heart. God begins to th tell you how he thinks. God begins to reveal and discover matters that have been concealed to others. I love when I read in Genesis 49 verse 1 when Jacob calls his sons and he says, gather around my bed so I can tell you what's going to happen to each one of you in the coming days. You say, man, I wish I knew that. I wish I would sit next to Jacob. You can sit next to your father. Sit next to a pastor. Sit next to a woman of God. And they'll tell you exactly what's going to happen next. Because God reveals his purposes through his word, through his spirit. Everything that in my life has occurred and has come to pass, it's been spoken over me by my parents, by my pastors, by the spirit of God, by prophets. I haven't had to guess. I haven't had to try and figure it out on my own. God has revealed each step of the way. His light, his word is a lamp unto our feet, is a light unto our path. He begins to reveal. If you're faithful in the small things he reveals, he will let the greater things be revealed. He will bring greater purpose to your life. But if, if he's throwing and he will not, God says, I'm not going to throw no pearls to the swine because they'll trample it. And they'll abuse it, and they won't carry it. He always hid from the Pharisees. The Pharisees always wanted to figure it out, but not because they wanted to fulfill it. 
They weren't asking because they wanted to do the will of God. They weren't asking. They were testing him continually. They were trying to test him. And so he would hide from their wisdom. The same manner God begins to tell Daniel in Daniel chapter 12 verse 4. Another verse we'll consider tonight is Daniel... You shut up these words and seal them in the book until the time of the end. Shut up these words, seal them, conceal them, hide them until the end time. In that time many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. But God will have certain things hidden and reserved for his people. The manna that was hidden by God was the provision of God's people through their travels in the desert. God reserved many things for the end times and the last days will be filled of incredible uncovering and much understanding of things for a long time people didn't understand. People walked far from his knowledge, far from knowing. But God will pour out his spirit in these days and he will reveal his heart to those that come seeking his pleasure. The word mystery in the Bible in the Greek times was used as those particular steps taken by men who would group together. Uh, the word mystery, the Greek says you need to be initiated. You needed to be trusted. You need to come and form part of the inner group. The mystery was not something that was readily known in the open square. For if all know it and it's common knowledge, it ceases to be a mystery. And God doesn't want to share his secrets with certain people. He's always shared his secrets with those whom he's found pleasure in. It's not common knowledge. And some people look at us like if we're weird. And it's not. He always spoke to his disciples. In Mark chapter 4 verse 11 he said to them, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. To you I've opened up your eyes. I, I freak out sometimes. I'm like, don't you see it? Can't you see? Like, People don't see it. People don't see it. They don't see many things. But to you it's been given because they asked them, why do you speak in parables? He says, to you it's been given. You, you've been granted the secrecy of this mystery. Of how I govern. Of how life is to be balanced. How you're to love your wife. How do you raise up a family? How do you pursue the presence? But to those who are outside, all these things come in parables. They come hidden. I love what we heard last year with a preacher that was on this pulpit who says, God will never take you to the next level of his purpose until you humble yourself enough to ask somebody. In your humility, you're ready to go to the next level. But since you think you know it all, since you don't want anybody's help, since you're just going to stride on your independence and self-sufficiency, God resists the proud. God resists the proud. He has the way out. He has the answer. It must be revealed. All things that can be made 
known, revealed, manifest of the mysteries of life. If you have a question, God has your answer. If you can't see something, he can heal you to see it. He can open the door. He can reveal these things in a powerful way that will make all the difference. I don't know about you, but I can't stand puzzles. I want to get to the next level. I don't want to be held back. And so the scenario is our life is being put together by God in a precious fabric of beautiful tapestry with amazing adornments. But to the humble, he reveals himself. To those that hunger, to those that are passionately pursuing his purpose. So these mysteries can be frustrating or they can, you, you can ask this, and I'm going to read it like I wrote it down. These things that can be made known only by divine revelation are made known in a manner according to God's appointed time and to those who are willing to be illumined by his spirit. Look at all these things that are involved in this process. Only God could bring you out of the unknown, the hidden. And he does so in his time. He doesn't do it in your time. He doesn't do it in my time. And it happens to those who are allowing themselves to be illumined by his spirit. The Bible says that these men, they did not thank God. They did not worship him. They did not follow him. He darkened their understanding. That's Romans 1.21. He brought darkness into the self-sufficient, to those who don't need anybody, to those who walk away from uh, the provision of God. Because although they knew God, they didn't lift him up as God, nor were they grateful or thankful, but they became puny, temporary. They didn't look at the future in their minds and in their thoughts, so their foolish hearts were darkened. And so then the whole life becomes a puzzle. The whole life becomes darkness. And there is no light. So a mystery is there not to persist. A mystery is there to be revealed. A mystery is there to be uncovered, to be discovered, to be understood, to be manifest. And so 1 Corinthians 2, 6, we'll go there quickly. He says, however, we speak this understanding among those who are mature, not street smart, not those that, that, that think they got it all together. We speak these mysteries among those that are perfected, those that are initiated, those that walk in humility. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the ruler of this age who are coming to nothing. You see that? They're never going to figure it out. They're walking in the direction of more darkness. Because they did not cherish the, light, the little light they received. What they have shall be taken away. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. You guys have it up there? We're talking about things that are hidden. The hidden wisdom which God ordained from before. Before the ages of our glory. These things were hidden. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. In verse 10 it says, Because God has revealed these things to us through His Spirit. I want you to understand you need to have intimate fellowship with the Spirit of God for things to be revealed. 
Everything that's been revealed in my life has been the Spirit of God. He's opened up. When I have to make a decision, he, he, he ushers the way. He's the one that reveals things. These are revealed through his Spirit. For the Spirit, for the Spirit is deep in being able to unveil. He searches all things, even the deep things of God, the things we can't see. He's able to open up the deep things of God. They're no longer a mystery. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received this spirit and not the spirit of the world. The spirit who is from God so that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. The spirit is, is the one that's opening up these giftings. And, and giving them to us. These things also we speak, not in words which man wisdom teaches. There's no intellectual exercise in this. It's a spiritual exercise. The Holy Spirit teaches us these things. But the natural man does not receive the things by the Spirit of God because he considers them a waste of time. It doesn't waste spiritual things. Nor can he know them. They're a mystery to him. Because they are spiritually discerned. I, I, I've always told men that are walking towards the purpose of God, get in a room with 10 people that are filled with the Spirit of God. I don't want to. Why not? Because you don't want to hear what the Spirit of God says. Because the Spirit of God is awesome. And a safeguard in our lives is to do that. You should know 10 people that are filled with the Spirit of God, not gossip and not flesh, and not resentment, and not bitterness. Get into a room and get the counsel of the Lord. Let the mysteries in your life, you know, come out to the light. And understand and weigh that light and that, 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 that destiny of God for you. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit. They are foolishness to him. Nor will he be able to recognize them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual is able to see all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord? That he might be part of the initiated. We have the mind of Christ. There's all sorts of things that are going on in our life. Who our children are going to marry. What is their career? What God created them for? What is their purpose, their plan, their ministry? I, the other day I was thinking about men who worry. You know who are the men that worry? The ones that don't have a clear word from the Lord of his faithfulness. If you, I, I, just, I just thought, okay, I'm going to worry for two seconds. I'm going to concern myself with those things that are in the realm of the unknown, in the administration of a faithful God. I said, why would I ever want to do that? If you don't have the Spirit of God, you're not going to trust God. I, I don't know about you, but my Bible says that God has prepared good things. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope. I, I don't know what, what you're thinking. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 that suffices for me. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. 
says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. So whenever you have an evil thought, you know it's not from the Lord. You can tell them, I'm not taking that call. That's not mine. To give us a future and a hope. So these mysteries that are revealed is like Christmas morning. They're gifts to be unwrapped as you're faithful to God. He's faithful to, to unveil. That's what a mystery is, something that is veiled. Something he's going to give you in a mystery form. And at the same time, remember that these things that are a mystery to us are not a mystery to God. You think that God forgot. You think that God didn't remember. You think you need to help God. You think you're going to go scrounging around for an answer from God. And see... You better read verses like Hebrew 4.13 that says nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. I love that verse. There is nothing that he's created that's hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him. Whom we must give an account. I love that verse. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is revealed and laid bare before his eyes. And God saw yesterday, he sees today, and he sees tomorrow. He sees next week and next year. And you might be stressed out, and you might even want God to sit on your bench, but he's not, because he knows the end from the beginning. If you knew the end from the beginning, you'd be dancing right now. You'd be rejoicing. Colossians 2.3 says, In whom Christ, we've come to Christ, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. If you can't figure someone else, I know who you could ask. If you can't figure something out, all these treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ. He has the answer. He memorized the textbook. He wrote the textbook. Psalm 33, 13, From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all of mankind. Some of you are hiding from people. You don't have to hide from people, and you can't hide from God. Psalm 139.4 says, Before a word is on my tongue, he knows it completely. There's not no mystery to him, what I'm about to say. He knows what is on our tongue even before it gets there. Psalm 139.12 says, Even in darkness, I can't hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as the day, and darkness... And light are the same to you. There is no shadow of darkness in him. Proverbs 5.21, For a man's ways are in full view of the Lord, and God examines all his paths. God knows all the alternatives. He knows all the, the different aspects of who we are and what we're doing. Proverbs 15.3 says, The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on both the good and the bad. Jeremiah 16, 17, my eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from me, nor is their sin concealed from my eyes. Jeremiah 23, 24, can anyone hide in a secret place so that I can't see him? Declares the Lord, do not I fill heaven and earth? Those that served him and knew him, like Daniel in chapter 2, 22, 
was able to explain. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. I sit back many times and, and, and just marvel at how God uncovers and unveils and he lets us see through things that are, we cannot see. And he opens our eyes. Nothing is a surprise to God, and, and you should write that down. Nothing is a surprise to him, nor has he been shocked by anything happening. He has perfect foresight and knows the end from the beginning. Isaiah 46.10, I make known the end from the beginning. Isaiah 46.10, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, things that are not yet done. And my counsel, what I've decided, will stand. And I'll do all my pleasure. No one's going to take that from him. We can sit back and rejoice. Acts 15, 18 says, Known to God since eternity are all his works. If we, if we understood that he was sitting there in his design department, his architectural firm, and his construction, and he's making all things, not because you were born in the 60s, not because you came in the 70s, in eternity. And you could begin to thank God and say, Lord, I love you and thank you for creating me so marvelously. Thank you for your plans. Thank you for your time frame. Let me see. Give me a glimpse. Unveil it. Let me see your hand in my life. Let me see clear in this matter. So we need to be very clear in, in regards to God is not in the dark, even though man often is. Man is often in the dark. God never is. God has all the answers and knows all the things. He's the source of and fountain of all knowledge. And he has chosen to conceal this knowledge and refuses, listen very well, he refuses to reveal these things to three types of people. The lazy the fool, and the one that doesn't want to be close to him. The unregenerate man, who's a degenerate, doesn't want to come close to God. The lazy man, he won't reveal himself to a lazy man. It says in Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek and find me when it's done with all your heart. I'm not going to let you find me easy. I'm not going to let you find me lethargically. You will seek me and find me when you search with me as an entire heart matter. And we often have a divided heart. We often have a distracted, unfocused heart. We have an uncommitting heart. And God's not going to reveal his purposes to a double-minded man. I love the verse in Hebrews chapter 11, in verse 6. Without faith, it's impossible to bring him pleasure. For God, for he who comes to God must have faith in his heart, believe that God exists, and that God will reward the diligent. You know, it's not just those that believe in him. It's not those that, that come to him. It's those that are diligent. And so measure yourself, consider yourself, 
find out if you're laid back and you're seeking God. There's a sense that God actually hides himself from a lazy and slothful man. Proverbs 25.2, it says, It's a glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to go after them. Go search out what God has for your life. You're going through a scenario, go find the word of God that provides your scenario. And said, Lord, even this morning, I said, Lord, what's going on with, with the ton of people that you're sending into exile that are no longer seen by me? Isn't that a good question? Listen to the question I asked this morning. Lord, what's going on with all these people running out to exile that are far from this house? What is going on? I didn't have to use a telephone. I didn't have to call someone. I asked the Lord, and he reveals these things that are hidden. And he tells me in Lamentations 4.16, I will remove to scattered lands as the face of the Lord scatters them. He no longer regards them, people who do not respect priests nor show consideration to elders. How many thinks that's a good answer from the Lord? That's God. So you don't have to sit there and get frustrated. You don't have to sit there and go to another source. Go to God. He will begin to reveal the secrets in your husband's heart, in your wife's heart, in your children's heart, so that you can answer, so you can resolve, so you can be at peace. They no longer respect. They no longer consider. That's the provision of God. The second person God won't reveal himself is to a fool. He's not going to show his mysteries to foolish people. And there's so many things to be said about a fool, but suffice it to say that we could define it as one who doesn't have true understanding. The opposite of a wise person. A wise person understands. A fool doesn't understand. So God's not going to reveal his mystery to someone who doesn't have an appetite the Bible says, don't correct a fool because he has no appetite for wisdom. God is not going to correct a foolish person. But he says, correct a wise man and he'll love you. He'll, he'll come to that rescue. A fool is one who cannot handle truth properly because he's only uh, trying to obtain truth to misinterpret it. So he wants to use it for selfish gain. The Bible says that we're all new creatures in Christ, so now I'm a Christian, so now I could go get another wife. That's a fool. Because he grabs truth to use it to further his foolishness. God's not going to reveal the mysteries to a fool because he uses it for selfish gain. A fool is one who hears truth and never becomes part of his life. Like it says in Matthew 6 where he says, I will compare a wise man to a fool. The fool hears the word of God and does it not. He builds upon the sand. Matthew chapter 7, in verse 26. Everyone who hears these sayings of mine and doesn't do them is like a fool who builds his house on the sand. He has no, no appetite, no benefit, no interest in, in wisdom, and he builds not like the Lord instructs him. 
When he hears, honor your mother and father, he can't figure that one out. The Pharisees were like this. That's why he spoke to them in, in parables. Matthew 13, 11, he said, He answered to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has to him will be given more, and he will have an abundance. But to the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, hearing they do not hear, and nor do they understand, and in them the prophecy of Isaiah is filled. Hearing you will hear and shall not understand. Seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dual. Their, eyes, their ears are hard of hearing. Their eyes have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I can heal them. But blessed are you for they, for they see, for your eyes see and your ears hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets, many righteous men desired to have revealed to them what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. So Jesus would never throw pearls to the swine. Matthew 7, 6, do not give what is holy to dogs, nor cast your pearls to swine, because they will trample it. They won't value it. Anything you're trampling, you have given no value. Don't give things of value to people that are putting it under their feet. And they turn, and all they do is use it against you. And then finally, God will not share his mysteries to the unregenerate, to those who have decided that they don't want God. 2 Corinthians 4.3, but even if our gospel is hidden, it's hidden to those who are perishing. I'm not going to reveal my secrets to those that are not interested in them. Today, Oscar was at Walmart trying to tell a lady how evil it was to adorn her house with Halloween. And she says, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyways. God's not going to give another mystery God's not going to reveal his purposes to this group of people. He's not going to reveal his plans and uncover what he plans to do. To all those who have separated themselves unto God, he will. To the church, he will. That's why you're hearing this message tonight. It's a blessing. It's an honor to be in the house of God tonight for God to speak to us through his word, through his spirit, through his servant. It's a blessing. He's not going to serve a plate to somebody who's going to spit in it. He reveals his purposes to those that are answering his call to be the bride. There's no closer relationship. I share everything with Yvette. I keep no secrets with my wife. It doesn't exist. In fact, one of the greatest things that we have going is that we share all our secrets. We have all our hidden little things in our lives. And God has the same thing with his people. And that's why he shares with us his heart. And it's an atmosphere of openness. He does not desire to keep anything. He can't keep anything. In Amos chapter 3, verse 7, he says, Indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophets. He's not going to do anything until he opens his heart to his servants. He loves doing that, sharing the morsels of the most private intimacies 
of his presence and, and it's powerful. And men like Daniel, young men like Daniel, chapter 2, verse 21 of Daniel, he gives uh, the second part, he says, he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. We see how God reveals his hidden secrets, the dreams to his beloved Daniel, his servant. And those things remained a mystery to every wise man in Babylon, to every astrologer, to every magician. These, th- these guys were the, the deep thinkers, the guys that went and asked demons for help. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 27, Daniel answered the king. He said like this. He says, the presence of the king, in the presence of the king, he said, the secret, the mystery which your king has demanded, the wise men, astrologers, magicians, and the fortune tellers cannot declare to the king. Verse 28. But there is a God in heaven who reveals all mysteries. All mysteries are uncovered and revealed. He has made known to the king what will be in the latter days and your dreams and the visions of your head upon your bed. These are the things that were in your head. That's awesome. Verse 30, oh, 29. As for you, O king, thoughts came to your mind while you were on your bed about what would come to pass after this, and he who reveals mysteries has made them known you what will be. Verse 30. But as for me, this secret has not been revealed to me because I have more wisdom than anyone living, but for our sakes to make known the interpretations to the king and that you might know the thoughts of your heart. Love that verse. As Daniel says, I know who uncovers all things. Why did he choose Daniel to do this? Because Daniel was diligent. He wasn't lazy. Because he was wise. He didn't walk like a fool. And because he was humble. The grace of God. Those are the three attributes. Be diligent. Be wise. Be humble. Be diligent. Be wise. Be humble. Be diligent. Be wise. Be humble. That's who God reveals his heart to. Daniel chapter 2 verse 47 He says, the king answered Daniel and said, truly your God is the God of all gods and the Lord of kings. He is the revealer of secrets since you could reveal this mystery, this secret, this thing that was hidden. I love Psalm 25 verse 14. It says, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them a close relationship. He will show them intimacy that goes beyond. Our God is a God of covenants, of much more stronger, much more pervasive, much more intense than the superficial. Keeping a humble attitude will assure us the promise to be led by God to things people do not see, to know things people do not hear. Luke chapter 10, verse 21, it says that in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, thank you, Lord, for you are the Lord of heaven and earth, and you've hidden these things from wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, so it seemed good in your sight to reveal these things. When we're not seeing something, make sure you're walking in the right mindset of humility, seeking the grace of God. God will make sure to keep his Post right up 
until the second coming. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 4, he says, You are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you as a thief. You are sons of the light. You are sons of the day. We're not of the night or of darkness. God is going to show us right, right there. It's not going to be a surprise for us. It's not going to be a surprise. He's going to reveal it to us. He's going to get us ready for that time. John 16, 15, all things that are the Father are mine. It's through the Spirit of God. Therefore, I said that the Holy Spirit will take these things and declare them to you. He will reveal them. He will transmit them to you. Like Simeon. How many remember Simeon? In chapter 2 of Luke, verse 26, and it had been divinely revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. It had been revealed it had been disclosed, it had been uncovered by the Holy Spirit that he would not see, he would not die before he was able to see God's faithfulness. So all these men that were able to walk in this reality were able to participate of amazing things that God would unveil, of amazing times that he would open up. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, 1 Corinthians 4, 1, Paul says, if anybody is to look at our life and to ask who are we, if anybody, our friends, are going to come up to us and say, who are these people? Paul says, you guys will be known as those who carry, who are faithful to administer, to serve the mysteries of God. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. It's not hidden to us. The other day, some man was cheating on his wife. And I said, my friend, you're going to lose all your assets if you cheat on your wife. And he's like, how would you know? Because the Spirit of God reveals mysteries, things that are hidden, things that are secret. They will come to light. They will be revealed. In the New Testament, there's full. It's full of all the mysteries of God. It talks the mystery of his kingdom, the mystery of iniquity, the mystery of godliness, the mystery of faith, the mystery of the seven stars, the mystery of the woman Babylon, the mystery, um, the mis mystery of the marriage of Christ in the church, the mystery of the gospel, the mystery of Christ, the mystery of his will. All these related to one another as God begins to unveil these events that will take place in the last days. I pray that God gives you a good understanding of the mystery of Christ in the church. That he is preparing for himself a faithful bride without spot, without wrinkle, who loves God more than anything else. I don't know who you would marry, but I, I would like to marry somebody who loves me. And I think Jesus Christ does too. He wants to... He's going to be committed to those that are sold out for him. And so it says there in Revelations 1.1, the revelation of Jesus Christ as he unveils this mystery. This is the last book in the Bible. Why is it called Revelations? Because he's revealing the mysteries of the end days. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. He sent and signified it by his angel to the, his servant John. He's saying, John, come on, let's go. I want to show you these things. And John was freaking out. He's writing these things, and he says, I saw the dragon, and I saw a woman, and I saw crowns, and I saw a bride, and I saw a baby being born. 
and he was caught up to the heavens, and I saw the new Jerusalem, the bride of Christ. And I saw where we're going to dwell for eternity. And I saw a city made out of transparent gold. And I saw the angels before the throne of God. And I saw the scroll and nobody could open it. They were looking for who was worthy and the lamb was worthy. And so all these things revealed for us to rejoice and worship and glorify the king. For us to live for his glory and not for the limited time we're here on earth. Colossians 4.3, it says, at the same time, pray for us that God might open the door to us for the word to proclaim the mystery concerning Christ. And that's why I'm in prison, for our mystery. The mystery of the gospel. Ephesians 1.9, Paul wrote these words. He says, I saw a mystery that was uh, supposed to be made known to us of his will. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, what does God want? He says, don't walk foolishly absent the knowledge of the will of God. Only a fool would want to live a life that wasn't God's will. Those things that bring him pleasure, which he purposed from the beginning. Verse 10, for the end of the days, for a period of time, the fullness of time, that he might gather together in one all those in Christ which are in heaven and on earth in him. These mysteries that God has to take place at certain times. Ephesians 3, 1, it says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ, for you the Gentiles, if indeed you have heard about this period of time of God's grace that would be given to you, Verse 3, look at how powerful verse 3 is. How that by revelation, as he would reveal and make known to Paul the mystery as I have already written to you. Verse 4, by which when you read about me disclosing and revealing this mystery, by which when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. What was opened up to me I share with you, Paul was saying, that you could understand. Romans 16, 25, he says, Now to him who's able to establish you according to my gospel and preaching of Jesus Christ. Paul was saying, I'm going to say goodbye now, but I want you to be established according to the good news of this message in Christ that is consistent with the mystery revealed, the secret that was kept all the way since the world began. Uh, I'm excited as this unfolds in these days. I'm excited about my children participating. I'm excited uh, as they actively sniff out by discernment, you know, to do the pleasure of God, to be able to live for God, to be able to slam dunk it, open up our ears, open up our eyes, open up our spirit that we could lay hold of these things. Let's stand tonight. And, and I, I, you know, I would do anything. Paul, Paul says, I would give my life that Israel might come to the knowledge of the mystery. I, 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 I have given my life that I might attain to the mystery of the call of God in my life, but that you also. People might not know how, how it is that we, like Paul says, we're being poured out. Our lives are being poured out as a sacrificial we, we don't live for natural things. I'm not pursuing a Mercedes Benz and a Jaguar. I'm not pursuing what, 
what men pursue in the natural, but I'm pursuing the mysteries of God in Christ, trying to understand them. I'm trying to discern them. They're shadows, they're types. The Bible says we see as through a dark glass. But God wants you to see clearly. He wants you to buy eye balm so that you can see your true condition. So it's not hidden from you how poor, how wretched, how far you are from the inheritance of God's pleasure and love. Father, I thank you tonight for this word. It has put a burning sensation in our hearts as we consider, Lord, these things that you have hidden from proud, lazy, and unregenerate men. And we, haven't, we don't profess to see it all, Lord. And we don't profess to know it all, but we know that you see it all and you know it all. And it is your pleasure to give us as a gift to those who take you seriously all the things that you have laid up, the inheritance we have in Christ, the fullness of the glory of God as an inheritance, Lord, to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Lord, that we might see, that we might hear, that we might understand the things that you have for our families, the heritage, the rich heritage we have, pursuing you. And give you thanks for every family represented here, Lord, that they would also be stewards of the mysteries of our God, that they would manage, that they would not trample under feet that they not tear to pieces the things that you have for your bride as you speak pleasantries and secrets of your coming, of your purpose, of your desire, of your heartbeat towards our life, Lord, and that all men might know us as those, Father God, that walk and inherit the mysteries of a good God, faithful God. Bless this word in the hearts of your people. Wherever man might hear this word, Lord, that you begin to unveil those things that you have hidden for them, that they might pursue you and search them out with all their heart. In Jesus' name we pray, and the people of God say amen. amen. Greet one another.